Hey y'all, it's the Purpose Pack and we're back. I am Day. And I'm Miss Nikki. And I'm Anne. And today we are going to talk about, is it better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all? So this is the subject that we're going to be talking about today and it should be fairly interesting, don't you think, guys? I think it's going to be really enlightening, <laughs> to say the least. I'm getting excited. I think about I have this. unpopular opinions. <laughs> Why? As usual. Listen, it'll it'll unfold itself <laughs> as we continue in this episode. Buckle up, right, Buttercup? Now, I guess to me, like when that topic comes to mind, um, I know last year HBO started a new series called The Watchmen. And you guys, we talked about this earlier. You guys haven't seen The Watchmen. Now one episode. Um, Enlighten us. It's very, very good. Um, There is actually a movie called The Watchmen that has, you know, villains and superheroes. And it's kind of like a real uh, throwback to saving society. It's so old. I can't even really remember. I just remember like Rorschach being like one of the like main comedians. I mean, well, there is a comedian. The comedian is one of the superheroes. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, But the actual series, that is the end premise. And sorry, y'all, if you haven't seen the series by now. Spoil alert. You're just fresh out of luck because I'm about to spoil it for you. (laughs) I I can't do nothing about it. You need to just watch it. It's really good. It'll intrigue you. It really will. But um, the premise of the show, outside of all of the um, cultural bias that happens on the show, with the exception of... Um, the superhero situation and saving the world and saving the country, like there is a question that's presented uh, maybe a little more than halfway throughout the show is if you had an opportunity to connect with someone that is the love of your life and you guys get married and you have kids and it is total bliss marital bliss for 10 years and something traumatic and tragic happens and all of that is like shattered to pieces would you move forward into that or would you be like nah fam i'm out of here so you knew it was gonna happen you knew prior to you even starting the relationship absolutely did it have to be like the love of your life or just a relationship gone wrong gone bad gone sour the love of your life okay the absolute, I'm talking about marital bliss, everything unfolding the way that you imagined it to, um, loving your family, the way that you saw when you were younger, like having the family that you've always wanted to have. Would you walk into it or would you walk away? I would definitely take it. You would take it? I would take it. I would take it. I would take it. If I could only have but a moment, at least I would have experienced it. I would definitely take it. Hmm. I definitely would take it. That's Once again, unpopular opinion. Heck no, I ain't taking you it. You wouldn't? <laughs> Keep yourself over there because now you done set a standard. You'll never, I'll never find another. I'll never, no one can ever measure up. So like those 10 years are the only 10 years of love in my life. Ever. So you I'd rather have okay love forever. Mediocre love. You would take me. <laughs> that is love? so weird. Weird. I don't know if it's weird though, because I think I fall somewhere in between both of you guys. Like there's something to be considered, like to think about like, dang, like this is the love of my life and we're gonna have this, you know, like blissful time and we're gonna, you know, like be able to get to know each other, spend time with each other for ten years. 
but then I think about, you know, Anne's perspective and I'm like, well, when you're gone, you're gone, then then you just become a nun. That's it. Because there's no point in relationships after that. Because nobody else will ever match up. Or and are you are you always striving to get the person? No, you'll you know that no one will ever match up if that is the love of your life. But do you only get one love? But of that's your what the life? show is about. It's the one love. Like oh, the love the of Watchmen. your life. The Watchman. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the whole standard is like it's the love of your life and you know you only got 10 years so my thing is it's like okay you know you'll never love again the same way and then is that even fair to put someone else in the spot of that person after the fact knowing that they can never measure up but how will we know that they'll never measure they won't because it's not the love of your life you could you have two loves of your life that's what she was asking that's what i'm asking huh you can't if it's the love does it say oh (laughs) the loves (laughs) the loves of your life i mean well you start you you get like um i guess the the experience well look at least if it's not the love of your life you got room to grow so mm-hmm. like we stay in this for a while we could get better mm-hmm. you know what i mean we already maxed out right here 10 years we out and you, you're like nah i'm good <laughs> give me mediocre one of my one of my cousins um she said like every 10 years she like kind of like oh what's been 10 years and you know i gave this person 10 years and then she starts reassessing like okay well maybe what i should switch things up and i'm like who does that can i tell you in the very beginning before i was married i really considered that kind of situation and people were actually interested they were like "Hmm, i could do 10 years and one of my friends like it's a bid in jail (laughs) like i can't (laughs) and and one of my friends was like telling her son like my crazy you know theory like what if i just did it for 10 years right. <laughs> and he was like oh i would do it and she's like and then you would be sad like because it would end right what if it goes well what if it goes well and you want to like continue to well move in forward? this theory they die what if it's something like <laughs> taboo oh what if it's God. something like maybe that person is um too many years you're junior and so you're putting yourself out there but this but you really feel like this is the love of your life so you'll even risk embarrassment of your family to take that leap and look like that's a some cougar love. Right. a cougar or something you, you know up- cougar life is real <laughs> it sure well is. i'm six years older than brian so oh, so you know cougar I life is real hey. i didn't intend to that but that's how it that's how up. it all played out and you love it <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, but look, I always was like, I'm going to marry someone 10 years older. So when someone's six years younger, I was You're like, like you nah, ain't the fam. one. <laughs> nah, fam, that's not how that's supposed to go. I just don't think that's how it's supposed to add up. Are you and sure? then I used to drive the car, a cougar car. I can't. With and you. he would be like, now I see why you drove that car. I can't. I cannot. I really hate it, Brian. I that's cannot. not why I drove the car. Okay, That's funny. But but that reminds me of what you were saying. Reminds me of that movie trailer from, I haven't watched it yet because I've been waiting for Brian to watch it. Um, a Fall from Grace, the Tyra Perry movie right Watched now. That's it, new. Loved it. I was like, ooh, child, because she's, he said, low hanging fruit. <laughs> I said, oh. I watched that movie, and I am one of those people that I turn on movies to go to sleep. And I literally sat up the whole Ooh, night. Ooh, child, it had to be good because something hit you in the face with a sleep stick and you go on. Everybody who knows me knows I put a movie on to go to sleep and I watched it. I sat up in the bed and I watched it from beginning to end. And I was like, so many warning signs were like, wong, wong, wong. And she went in. Because she first. was going to risk embarrassment she to her family. She risked it all. I mean, she bet life. the farm on that and came up stuck like chuck Mm -mm. i 
think um, another thing that has me thinking about um, whether or not I would make the decision to, you know, take the leap or whatever and take the 10 years is I think just because of the level of anxiety that, you know, like people experience, like you're always kind of waiting on the other shooter drop. That's how I am. I've kind of been conditioned from past experiences to wait on the other shooter drop. I think I'd be like, okay, what time is it? What day? We only got one more year. We only got, you know, right. we have nine Can more years. Can you really even enjoy it? You know, like, Can you even really enjoy being in the moment when you you're already counting know you're on this? down. Right. I saw this episode on Black Mirror, and I think it was Black Mirror, pretty sure, mm-hmm. where they, when they match up, then they if you look at the clock, it'll tell you how long your relationship is going to be. But these two people met each other, and they thought that they were like the love of each other's lives. Mm-hmm. So they agreed, don't look at the clock. But the guy was like curious. And so he's like, it was like three years in. He was like, it's just going too good. And he looked. And that's what started the time. Oh, so in real life, that just can't happen. But if that was the case and you just decided we're not going to look at the clock, we're just going to live each day in the moment and experience life the way that it's supposed to be experienced and enjoy every moment. um, Would you still do it? It's just so hard. It's like that Mandy Moore situation. Like I was saying, I walk to remember. You got limited time. I just can't do it. Because you're going to be how long you're going to. Our executive producer is literally laughing at us. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I genuinely don't know because I think, like, the level of anxiety that I have, I would be that fool turning over my wrist. Like, okay, I just got to. Maybe if I just, like, just turn my wrist, like, just a little I'll bit. Get I'll get a glimpse. Just, yeah, just, right. just real quick. And then it, nobody it's knows. It's just that it's going to end and you're aware of it. Because, I mean, every single day in life, we know that there's a possibility we could die or the other person could die. Like, car, look at, like, Kobe Bryant died. Like, he didn't. No, he was gonna go up in the helicopter and then come back down that quick. Yeah. He thought he was about to land someplace else. Now and that that to me, oh, I'm so glad that you brought that up. That is powerful because like his death has been so felt in the last week mm-hmm. and probably for weeks and weeks weeks to come. Right. But like, who would have known that he would get to do all this in his 41 years of life and then snatched? Right. But all the memories experiences that Vanessa has and these beautiful Girl, children she has the legacy you know the left. legacy that he's left behind on um, that part if she had to do it all over again I bet you she would I bet you she well, would well and well she got a whole level another level too because she got that money though <laughs> oh I don't, but really but do you think yes. that she would care about do you think she would really care? I know she doesn't really care but it's a whole lot of a different experiences in life with a broke nigga <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm gonna spend my ten years broke and we struggling and we love each other you but can we keep struggling, that fam. <laughs> I don't love it. I don't love it. But look, we going up on helicopters and stuff. I mean, sure. I mean. no, we ain't doing that. I, I didn't tell Kenny. I didn't tell Kenny. Look at it's a whole bunch of things you ain't doing now. You ain't getting on a helicopter. You ain't getting on a motorcycle. You ain't getting on a bus. And he was like, "Well, what can I do? You can sit here." Right. And be great. You can next live to Anne's me. life and not leave the house. I can't. You want to do a podcast? Oh. And he like, he like, I can't do nothing. No, you can sit right here and be great right next to me because we ain't doing that. Okay? Oh, man. We I already love, told Brian, I was like, you can't go on right? a helicopter. No. You already know. No. My anxiety is too bad for him to be in the car. <laughs> Kenny, talk about he going to get a motorcycle. Um, No, you're not. You're no. just, you're okay. What you're about right. a moped? Look, you, can get one, you can get one of them senior ones that have like three wheels. A hover around or a rascal? I don't care, but what you going to do is hover 
takes me where I want to go. Where will it send me? No, I we're don't here know. for life. I'm trying to extend all our moments. So just sit down and, and relax chill. and just chill. Chill, fam. And chill, 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 fam. But I'm just saying, like, we, we constantly have that in our lives that it could be ending at any moment. But, yeah. like, we're not aware, like, constantly made aware that that is the case. Is it because we always think that we have this unlimited amount of time? We have this false belief that we have an unlimited amount of time. I believe that's a gift from the Lord. I think when he made us, he was like, I can't let him live like this. (laughs) Make him oblivious, but it's subconsciously there. Yeah. (laughs) Like to be aware of the the time that you do have. Like, I don't really know if it's a a false. Well, no, no, no. Maybe not a false like an unlimited we can't think from an unlimited perspective of time but a false perspective of time yeah because we we got that whole like saying like yellow you only live once or whatever like oh if i could just give people a, like a pass on that yellow sit down yeah, no. well that's what i'm saying like i feel like it's subconsciously we all know that one day we're gonna end but like it's just not in the forefront of our minds by a gift of god right well in our minds i think our finite minds, I mean, we're starting to discover now that, like, people are dying younger and younger. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, it's not this whole, oh, I'm going to live till I'm 90 or till I'm 80. Like, things happen, illnesses come, at tragedy happens, accidents, you know, pop up. So I think in the back of our mind or that underlying subconscious that you're talking about, like, presents itself as, oh, okay, like, we have time. So, sure, we'll just, you know, throw caution to the wind right now. But, you know, when I'm 60 or when I'm 70, I'll start, you know, corralling things or the love of my life will have happened and will continue until I'm 60 or, you know, whatever just happens. But you got to start thinking about, like, the near future. But the actual question is bigger even than what we're talking about because the actual question is would you rather have the person that's the love of your life for 10 years or never find any love ever in your life? No, that's different. Mm. That is very different. Because that's the thing, to to say I'd rather have loved and lost the love than to never, ever have found love. At all. I, yeah. Now, I'm, we're thinking about it as if, like, lost as if they've left the earth. But I'm wondering, is it just like the relationship just dissolve. Going, just dissolve? Because in, initially when we were going to talk about it, I was just thinking about, you know, loving, living, and then it just going cold because that's a reality too. Right, a, a death of of a relationship, not necessarily death, a death itself, death, death, but uh, the relationship just dying, and then what happens from that? Would you have rather to love even for a season if it yielded something really beautiful? Now, for me, like um, I did love. Um, a man before my husband. Mm -hmm. And I knew when I loved him that he was not the love of my life. I knew it. I knew that he wasn't it, but he was also the father of my child. Mm -hmm. So it yielded something really beautiful because I have this amazing 28 year old daughter now from that relationship, but he wasn't the love of my life. And would I have, would I do it all over again? Possibly because she's amazing. Right. But like, mm, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like, yeah. it's just kind of weird. So I was looking at it from just a relationship going sour, not because I haven't had like a 
death of the love of my life. Right. Thank God I'm, I don't have to deal with that. And I won't because he's not going anywhere. He's not going on a helicopter. He's not going on a bus. We're going to get he's that gonna, baby a hover around. He's going nowhere. He's going to sit right here. Thank you, Kenny. Just relax. You're not going anywhere. Chill, okay? So I feel split on it when it comes to the bigger question because it's like, okay, well, so many good life lessons I've learned from loving people. Yeah. But so much hurt has changed who you are who as I an, am as, as a an, person. Yes. Wow. So like, I like who I am as a person now. All the hurt that I did experience shaped you shaped to be to that person. person. However, it also hurts my um, relationships now because I'm constantly having to intentionally overcome previous experiences. experiences. So is that why you say you'd rather have not? Because the degree of hurt I've experienced is greater than the amount of love I've experienced. Is that perspective? Mm. No, right, that's, that's that's just what it's been like for her. Genuine, in your vantage, yeah, from your vantage yeah, well, point. Well, from even just my life experiences. I've had more people F me over and screw me over and run me over with a bus and then say, you know what, I'm going to back it up again. And then I've had of true, like genuine love that's not expecting anything out of it, like that just loves me for who I am. So it's like one out of 30. Mm, okay. So it's like I kind of would have never... I would wish I didn't have those 30. And then the person that loves me today, Brian, would receive a better me. Would he receive you at all, though? That's the question. Because of the person that you've become now has shaped, like, the past experiences that you've had has shaped who you are as an individual. But would your paths have ever crossed had you not experienced what you experienced in the past? I don't know about if our paths, if our paths would have been altered, but... I feel like, well, like I said, I feel like it would be a better me because I'd be less guarded. I'd be less like apprehensive of just males in general. You'd be a it better. It took him seven years to even convince me to even go on a single date. And then the date that we went on was the day he proposed. Remember, My, oh, oh, no, I was like, remember the time when we were talking and you were saying that you didn't have a lot of faith in certain men because you just didn't see like first husband's. Oh, yeah. Endurance right, in right. your life. So you were just kind of like, oh, this that just won't exist. I was just like, yeah, well, I mean, I my thing is, it's like the, some of the best men that I know have two families, have kids prior to marriage, right. have, you know what I mean? And these are the best men I know. So I'm like, well, I ain't being somebody's first. Like, right. Because she, <laughs> she saw the second go round. Yeah. You know what I'm trying that's to say? That, that's the, that, that past... Those past experiences that have shaped them from the first go round shaped them to be the man who they are today. Or maybe they just were assholes and now they got their life together. That part. (laughs) (laughs) I just, yeah. I mean, I understand what you're saying, like, but I almost want (laughs) to, I can't, nobody can predict. Nobody can predict the future, like, you know, like that, but thinking from what it is that you're saying like the past hurts and you know pains that you've experienced that have shaped who you are as an individual something makes me believe had you not experienced those things you may have been married sooner than before you even met brian well that's probably true you know what i'm saying like that that's probably true you may have not even even met him at all i mean it's the difference between past relationships with love than past experiences in life say it again Past relationships and love are different than past experiences in life. So right. my past experiences in life have made me the person that I am today. Correct. But past experiences in love did not mold me into the person that I am today. Like I didn't learn 
lessons from love in the past that were positive lessons. It was more guard yourself, guard yourself some more. Oh, that didn't work. Ain't nobody going to do that to you again. Oh, and then guess what? If I got four walls, now I need a moat. And guess what? Now (laughs) now I need the crocodile. I need a moat. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, give me a fortress. Give me the uh, drawbridge gate. Put me under the ground and you got to dig to find me. And then when you find me, I'll have a cocoon around me. Right. Because what you're not getting ready to do is. And I'm wrapped in swaddling clothes at the end. You see what I'm trying to say? Whereas like past experiences have definitely taught me life lessons, you know, but past relationship hurts have just taught me lessons in being guarded guarded in relationships. And then like, that's the thing because everyone always like failed me. Like all men have always failed me. Um, Not all. Well, yeah. In one way or another, all men have always failed me. So I became self-reliant and I said, I'm never gonna have to depend on no man. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I worked so hard to be self-reliant that I worked the position out of my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he so said, what am I here for? Yeah, so you can do mom, everything by yourself. Right. So when my mom <laughs> like when I told my mom I'm getting married to Brian, she's like, Well, you're gonna have to let him start doing stuff. Like you can't take over changing the tire. You can't take the trash out. Like you need to leave room in your life for him Find a to spot. do stuff. Like you've you've worked him out of a position and now you're trying to give him a position he you, you know? Yeah. He can't even do the job. And not to your standards. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I want to say the opposite of you. I want to say that I would be, I I would, I would stick it out. I would take the experience of love and loss via dissolvement because I've had to do it myself. Um, It shaped who I am now as an individual. Um, So I would say, yeah. I would I would stick it out. Well, give us an experience. Um so I was actually I was actually married like I had mentioned in a, a couple episodes before. Um I met I don't believe that he was the love of my life. Wait, is this story time? Yeah. Story time. Yeah, I think it's we're listening a time not long ago. ago. Oh tell it oh my goodness don't let me finish that rap lyric oh lord here we go (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah like i mentioned in in previous episodes i was married um and i did not he wasn't the love of my life but he was a love in my life how do you know he wasn't the love of your life um is that hindsight yeah i guess i could say that was hindsight I nobody knows like you can't predict the feeling like people like they try to explain what you know oh I've fallen in love and I don't want to say like that I settled but in a sense I think I may have settled why do you think that uh we were together for a long time uh we met in high school uh we met at church and things just kind of just braided themselves into each other does that make sense uh we spent a lot of time together and I went off to college and he was a year younger than me just one year younger and I like and like I'm like just oh one Lord, year rub it in this. <laughs> sorry <laughs> I love you <laughs> I'm older than my husband too so I love you too but um yeah I just we dated and 
we dated for seven years. And I want to say that time just kind of, you don't recount time. You know, you're not sitting up like looking at the time, just watching it just pass. But time passed and, you know, he graduated, I graduated and then he graduated again. And time had kind of just happened upon us and he proposed. And I was like, all right, I guess these people want restitution. (laughs) We've been together for a substantial amount of time and I could kind of see myself like developing a family with this person. We've been together this long. He's not effed on me for lack of a better word. I I guess I could trust him. So we got engaged. Uh, We weren't engaged for a full year, but like I said, we were together for seven and after the engagement process it had matched up to be about eight years so after we got married um things were cool the first year they were fine and then life happened and when I mean life happened, I mean, like, you're presented with all different types of scenarios. Nobody can predict how you'll respond to marriage until you're in it. You know what I mean? Like, y'all know. There's a sweet spot when you first get married, because even though you had seven years of knowing him as a boyfriend and then maybe a year as a fiance. Mm-hmm. But when you got married, then it's almost like a start over. So what didn't you know more about him as a married person that you didn't already recognize as a boyfriend. I think you kind of, well, I kind of had a, I don't want to say I was jaded, but you don't really get a, a real look at who it is that you're with until you're with them every day. They brushing their teeth. They peeing on your toilet. Man. You know, they sometimes paying their bills. And they sometimes, sometimes not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, what? Well, let, let's give me the dirt. Like, what really happened? <laughs> See, I want to know. Although yeah. I do kind of know. I want to know. See, was, it, was it that you didn't recognize it or was it that they changed? Because I swear people keep saying that, oh, it's just stuff you didn't look at. Look at. But the person that I am today, oh, no, I didn't miss nothing. <laughs> you had a magnifying glass. Oh, Yes. You keep you, you know what I'm trying to say? So like it could very well be a monocle that you keep one in your pocket? All the time. I'm the peanut man. <laughs> you are. <laughs> no. Um I take full responsibility in saying that I just missed some of the stuff. Okay. Because I I mean, most of the people that are here in this room, like as we record this podcast, I've never really had to recount this story like out loud to them because they experienced it with me. Um we church is a big part of our lives like he was a licensed minister like i'm a singer so i sang on the praise team so um finding a space where both of us could worship together was a big deal um that's really essentially how the three of us connected is we we met like and nikki and day like we met at a church together and then when my ex-husband my now ex-husband and I made a decision to get married like we were like okay we're gonna have to find a together spot like it can't be no I'm worshiping over here and I'm worshiping over there you know if you really want your house to to flourish and your family to flourish you got to be planted in the same soil so um I ended up leaving Nikki and Ann and we found a together church. Oh, that broke my heart. Oh my well, god. I'm salty. And still and still bitter right to this now. Day. Oh I mean, this gosh. baby is down here, Laurie's like pink Himalayan sea oh my salt. God. And we do love your church. We love all the people there. We do, but we're yeah. still bitter. Well, it's just if Day wasn't awesome, I wouldn't care. But 
<laughs> Thank you. That's and a compliment. We'll, we'll share her. And okay. if soprano, well, if good sopranos weren't so hard to find, they are a little sparse, aren't they? They really you are. Can, you cannot find good sopranos everywhere. Like just like you can't people. find good barbecue everywhere. And this just, baby here, let me tell you, she good. She's good barbecue. <laughs> But thank you. She I'm glad is. I'm comparable to a baby yeah. back rib. Yes. Mm. I want my baby back, baby mm, back. Geez. We're not paying them for that either. Oh, my God. That's why I stopped. 15, 10 seconds? Three? Yeah. Very good. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'll be honest and say that there were things, there were signs that I probably could have recognized that I didn't because in hindsight, um, you know, I've had multiple conversations with you guys and, you know, I'm, I'm very transparent. I'm very honest. Like you guys have asked me questions. Well, did you see this? And I'd be like, dang, I didn't notice that. Why didn't I do anything about that? Or why didn't I, you know, like act on that? Or why didn't I say something about that? I don't know. So when life happened, um, it kind of just caused things to, things to dissolve a big 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 huge stress stressor in marriage is finances and as soon as the money got funny y'all stuff got so strange people just start doing random things and I think it's like um you grasp for things that are comfortable things that are familiar and things that you know so me uh, you know attempting to be this you know biblical standard of a doting submissive wife meanwhile I'm being dragged all over town like a effing idiot like trying to find my place and find a space staying with people like it got to the point where my parents were like okay no this is nonsense like you can't cart this little white dog like all over town like it's nothing like you got to find a place to be stable you got to find a a place to be to build a family to be sturdy like Nobody can can flourish if you're like being sifted all over the place. And I remember my dad, like my dad, he's he's so awesome. I remember my dad saying, like, I'm just watching you like being pulled like, oh, Lord, I don't even know why I'm crying. Oh, that's whack. Uh, (laughs) Your dad, your dad asked you. He 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 just kind of like watched he watched me be carted from pillar to post and he's like you're supposed to have a covering and if if your husband is not going to step in and be the covering that you're supposed to be i'm still responsible for you right ooh i am still responsible for you so you take this old soft tissue <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, we are, if if nothing else, we are going to be as authentic and organic as possible. So yeah, I try not to let the tears get on the mic. But sometimes we have to. We really have to. <laughs> so like you're saying that your dad had, he had to have like a, what we call the come to Jesus. Yeah. And say like, I released you to this person because I was sure that he was going to cover you. Mm-hmm. So I want to know, do I need to take you back? That, and that's essentially what happened um, in retrospect. Like, of course, my dad didn't like come swoop on me like Batman or whatever. But what he did was um, we were trying to find a place to be. And um, he let us stay in his house like we still own a home in a different city. So he let us stay in his house. And he was like, just stay there as long as long as you need to until you figure out, you know, what it is that you guys want to do. And then, you know, we'll go from there. But there's no rush. But I need you to be stable because 
you've never been unstable. You've been up under my covering and right. I'm not unstable right. and I'm not sure what in the whole hell is happening right now. I freaking love your dad. He is. Yeah. He's so he's such a kind man. I really love him. Yeah. He now, sings real good too. Now your now your ex now your ex-husband um he comes from a a, a family with a husband and a wife yeah. and and um he comes from a very uh I want to say conservative background yeah and so he had a great model of a father he absolutely did so where does where did it hit the rails um it hit the rails because um he experienced some things in his childhood that kind of spilled over into regular adult life and it caused him to kind of operate in dysfunction not being able to be which is something i totally nobody should ever do this like being completely 100% honest with who it is that you're with, like who it is that you're going to be with. I mean, you got to consider like you're about to be sharing your life with somebody for the, I mean, the intent is for the rest of your life. Like you go down the aisle and you say the vows and you say, you make all these, you know, promises and commitments in front of God and in front of, I think it was like four or 500 people at our wedding. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was about 500 people at the wedding. So I was there. Oh, I was cute too. Yeah. Oh you was, God. you was looking fly. <laughs> Did nobody tell me that I lost my pearl earring? I'm still mad about that, but okay. it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I look back at the pictures and I'm like, She's Damn. like dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I love those earrings. But anyway, <laughs> looking back on it, that's what she thinks of. She's like, and my pearl earring. <laughs> on pearl earrings you yeah. can keep that man but i want my earrings back. right hey. sometimes i drive past the place and i'm like i wonder if it's still over there girl i've been divorced for like five years y'all like <laughs> it's not there so what what was it that said to you that i can't i'm deciding that i can't move forward with this person another day um like I mentioned, like we went from like pillar to post to like just trying to find some type of t stability. And my dad provided that for um for my ex-husband and I. And it still wasn't enough. That's how I knew it had to be something more than just finances. finances. It had to be something like like deep rooted into what was happening because my the, the stability was there. Like we had the house, we had the car, we had we had the jobs, but it just wasn't enough. And things were starting to dissolve in our relationship where we weren't communicating, um, we weren't talking. You know, I don't proclaim to be, I am a very, I've always been very um, articulate and I've always been a great communicator. But when you piss me off, man, you could just like... You can get out of my face. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to take your face in my little hands and I'm going to smash them together. I just shut up, girl. I just look. Let me be quiet because this tongue right here, it'll cut you open. I mean, slice and dice. And so I, if I want you to ever feel like a man again, let me just be quiet. You said like feel like a man again. Yeah. Like I'm going to take your whole manhood. All I'm of just it. Snatch all your manhood. And, and yeah. you won't not not even for your next wife or mm -hmm. your next kids or your next. You just won't have for every generation to come. <laughs> just, just dead. I dead, dead, Pete in the bed, dead. <laughs> So um, we uh, were fortunate enough to have friends, you know, that kind of took us in until we got to that stable place that my dad provided for us. So because there was so much space and so much room, uh, we invited some people to come with us. I mean, we're talking about like a stacked house, y'all. Like we had so many bedrooms, like I could have cartwheeled in every one of the mugs every night of the week and still had another, you know, like extra room, to, or extra bathroom to do like a somersault in if that's what I wanted to. So we brought a couple to come and stay with us 
and um, there was plenty enough space and room in the house, but their tumultuousness added to our dysfunction. Oh, that compounded that spirit up in there. And it was like a bad weave, y'all. <laughs> it's like a rat's nest up in there. <laughs> it's like a three-month-old weave that hadn't been like shampooed and conditioned. It was just awful. So trying to like navigate through that and navigate never navigate through their or like tiptoe over their mess to navigate through what I was going through. It was just, it was impossible. Do you think inviting um, another couple into the household was the exposure that you needed to be able to see your spouse as he truly was? I think so. Because in retrospect, like that's how I found out the real. They told you? They did. They did. Well, and you know, I was reading a meme just a little bit ago and it was saying the things that you ignore in the beginning end up being the reasons you leave in the end. Wow. Mm. That, that, that ain't so, facts. <laughs> that's not facts. I said, if that ain't facts, oh, then oh, yeah. I'm not black. But I'm just saying, so like <laughs> there were things that you said that you missed, right? Absolutely. And then now they're being brought out into the light. And those are the things that you're like, oh, well, this can't, this, yeah, right this here? is not going to work here. Yeah. And I, and it should have been that very same thing in the beginning, but I think maybe um, being a hundred percent honest, like having somebody else know your truth, like, and having it mirrored back at you, like they're telling you, they're recounting to you what they see. You're like, Oh no, I can't let this fool play me. You know right, what I mean? Like, right. cause you don't want to end up, I mean, you don't want to end up looking like a fool. I'll never forget. Um, we had gotten into this huge argument and it was so bad. I don't know who called you. Was it me that called you or did you just, this is me asking Nikki. I don't remember who called who. I just remember you coming to my house. And I remember Kenny saying, Nikki, Nikki. And you, he was like yelling at me. And I was like coming to the bottom. I was coming to the top of the stairs. And I remember you were like literally like collapsing in his arms. And he didn't know what to do. <laughs> he didn't know what to do like with, with your tears. He was just holding on to you at the bottom of the stairs. And I was like, what just happened? Yeah. So I don't like I don't remember how, but I remember you coming to the house. Yeah. And you you were in his arms and it was like nothing he could do. And Kenny's usually like a fixer. Yeah. He can usually fix anything. And I just saw like one thing about Kenny that's really kind of weird is like he's so like unbothered by things. But I literally saw like panic. I, I didn't just see panic in his eyes, but I know when Kenny's clicked to the point where he's about to put some some hurting on somebody. Yeah. And I literally said, I was like, oh, my God, like someone's finna die today. Like yeah. I literally like saw somebody getting ready to die today, but I didn't know what, what had time. happened. There were so many different instances that, you know, you were an integral part of because we you were local, like you were close. And um, one uh, situation, I think maybe... I think maybe the roommate had called one of y'all or something like that. But I was in that bedroom having a full blown fit. I, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to smack him. I don't know what's going to happen. But I remember you like trying to calm me down. And initially, like when the front door opened, um, the roommate had opened the door. And the first thing that he said was, oh, my God, I didn't do anything like she's in there, like on a straight rampage. I didn't I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And you and um, I call Nikki's husband Devo. 
<laughs> that's a long story. I'm the nickname queen, by the way, just in case you didn't know. But um, Devo was like, I know, I know, I know. Just like move out of the way. Just let us in. And you were just kind of watching me like dismantle like stuff in that room. Like I was tearing I was tearing that room to shreds and you were like, I just need you to sit down and calm down. And I'm like, I am calm. I am calm. Stop letting me calm down. I am calm. <laughs> and you're like, well, <laughs> the blankets are on the floor. Like that's not, that's not how anybody calms Man, down. There's holes all over the wall. Yeah. But I, mean, I am calm though. <laughs> and if I'm not calm, we're, we're, I think what you meant to say is I'm not murderous. Right. <laughs> that's probably, I, I can't, I can't agree with you because I didn't, I saw, murder in her oh, eyes. Oh man. I did, see, I did see murder in her eyes. And and the thing about it is the if if anybody knows the roommate at the time, he was a big man. Big he was a very, man. very big man. He must have been, I don't know, what is it, maybe about four hundred, four fifty. Yeah, maybe about four fifty. He looked afraid. He, of I, her. When I tell you I mean it, I I realized, you know, like looking back like I had to get out of the relationship, not just for, you know, what it is. I'll tell you in a, in a few minutes, but um, just for my sanity, because I don't really do, you know, I, I, I have been known every now and then to kind of be the clapback queen. Like, but if you clap too hard at me, then I, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, and we would be having these, I won't even call them like knockdown drag out arguments because I am like we were talking about earlier. I'm a little quick witted. I'm a little fly at the mouth. You know, those are some things that I'm working on, but if you come too hard, you better be ready for the punch that I'm about to land on you. And he said something one day and I kid you not. There's an Island, you know, there's a kitchen Island, you know, in most isn't most homes, you know, with families. And he says, I'm one day I hopped on top of that Island. I was like, I will end you. Right here in this kitchen. She was about to Superman that hoe. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> I will end you. And let me tell you. And the roommate was sitting at the edge of the island. And he was like, well, why are you going to do this right here in front of... He is a non-factor to me. You could you could be lifeless. Do you want to get Superman too? <laughs> I'll set this up. up. <laughs> I'll set this up and I'll go to work and come home and deal with it. Don't try it. You don't want to do it with me. This, you don't want to smoke. And you got to... <laughs> And I'm little too, so they wouldn't even believe that I just took out a dude, you know, that's like six four, four hundred pounds, and a dude that's like six five. Sidebar: like, I believe that's the reason why you get the, the temper because you don't have enough like it height to, to stretch it out. Like it just <laughs> up and down, just quick, like like a superpower. Yeah, you need to like you pew, know, pew, pew, ex pew. Ex extend it a little bit so it takes a little longer to get back. Uh, all the way back down <laughs> it goes up fast man because i experienced some of it it's a little bit hazy for me um also but do you think that um because a lot of people go through changes in their life and i remember him um going through a major transition uh -huh. a, a change absolutely and so do you think that 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 surgical procedure changed his mindset i do believe that that had a great deal um to do with where where we ended up i mean he ended up having the gastric bypass um and he lost a lot of weight and you know they tell you of course if you know anything about it like you have to go through the whole psychological um aspect of it to get approved to even have the surgery and they do tell you like you have to kind of uh, prepare your mind for what is to come because 
you know, it's a major change and anything that happens that is major, like it's life altering. Like, so your perspective of yourself is gonna, your perception of yourself is going to change. So your perception and your perspective is two different things. But I mean, considering that you've been um, one size for the majority of your life, like you could drop weight like overnight or not literally over overnight, figuratively speaking, but you could drop weight quick and then realize, oh, people don't people have never really looked at me like this before i didn't know i had it like this before i didn't know i was this fine i hate it i didn't know people was gonna be taking me out like this and i didn't know that you know like me taking this much um taking this much time to work on myself on the outside like i didn't know i was gonna get this kind of response oh this is the business so do you so was temptation, infidelity, um, adultery, was that a part of your experience? Absolutely. Um, temptation, infidelity. What else did you say? She said all of that. Yeah, all it's that. a big old pot of hot like mess. Okay. It's it was a big pot of hot mess. Do you so, want to talk about how that manifested? We absolutely can. I done already cried in the tears on this microphone. Let's just go on and get it done. Let's talk about it. So um Things were kind of like I said, things were kind of spiraling out of control. And we had done some counseling sessions um, trying to figure out what the root of the problem was. And I don't really think that I kind of considered um, everything when we were doing the counseling sessions. But, you know, like little nuggets of information was kind of being dropped through each counseling session until like I'm like, um, <laughs> you're gonna laugh i'm like a teapot like as soon shortens <laughs> shut up i knew you was gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> but once once the water has boiled and it's ready like i'm gonna start hollering you know what i mean they um have this uh i haven't heard it in a long time but this uh saying about me like from dirty dancing like nobody puts baby in a corner because Ever. Once I get in a corner and I feel like I'm like blocked in, somebody's going to get punched. They're going to get socked. They're going to get stabbed. And going to these counseling sessions um, with our pastors, they were doing their best to try and pull out <laughs> what they could. But if you're not being 100% honest with yourself or you're not being 100% honest in the counseling session, then you're not going to get everything. And then by the time I had boiled up, I was just like vomit, like, like this is what's happening. This is who we live with. And they were like, what? What do you mean? That's been happening the whole time. And I'm like, and I don't know what to do. And I'm so tired of this. And I can't sleep. And I and they were like, oh, this is nonsense. Like, this is why you're in this position that you're in. And even he still wasn't ready to be honest with himself, with me, with us. So the level of accountability that he had, like he was consistent. Like our apostles were there. Our pastors were there. We had friends that, you know, he we, I mean, we're all judgmental to a certain, you know, standard. But if we're friends, if you have real authentic friends, like they're not going to judge you for, you know, the trials and struggles and strife that you're experiencing. So <laughs> during them counseling sessions, like I was throwing up and he was just sitting over there looking like, me, oh, so you just going to tell all my business? Yeah, nigga, I'm going to tell it all. Like, what did he think? What did he think that y'all was just over there for kicks and giggles? Did I think guess so. And how were you going to ever get to any resolution? He wasn't expecting saying. there to be a resolution. He wasn't expecting there to be a resolution. I think maybe he thought like I was just going to cover it up like over there, like with the sand, not even knowing the full story. So things had bubbled up to where I was like, listen, 
I find little nuggets of like traces of, you know, things that led me to believe that he was, you know, stepping out or whatever. And I, (laughs) for any of y'all that really know me as an individual, you'll know, like, I don't really take things calmly. I'm hysterical. I'm extra like all the time. So when I start taking stuff calm, then you probably need to be, (laughs) you need to be scared. So what kind of things like, like what? I mean, cause I'm just cut, cut across the field. Was it like, pornography was it phone numbers because you know there's usually some signs that you know it's it's another there's another uh party uh, yeah what, what was it the other uh, okay Friendships so look a little differently no um i had noticed like um he had taken a night shift job so um i'm real nosy you know so when you're having a phone conversation and you have to get up and you go in the next room to go and talk that's a red flag to that's me that's a tell so i'm gonna ask you a couple times who is that and I'm going to put it in my file cabinet. Next go around, things get a little worse. I find a pack of condoms. We don't need condoms. I'm taking birth control like Skittles, my nigga. Like, <laughs> you know, we're like, what are, what are you doing? What, what is this about? That was the final straw was the condoms. So when I found them, I took them out. I threw them at them. Like not even like a, like a football way, but like a, I'm going to set these down here next to you. And I'm going to let you figure out what you're going to tell me. And when I come back, you better have a good story. You better have something good to say. Because I'm about to go to work and get this money. But when I come back, if, you don't, if you're not saying what I want, want us here, either you're going to die or you're going to move out of here. But one thing is I ain't missing them coins. <laughs> no, so I'm I'll going to work. Right back. I'm see, going to work. I'll see you after I put in this eight. Please. <laughs> please believe this is what's getting ready to happen. So what happened? Did we have a story that was believable? No, we didn't have a story that was believable. Things, like I said, they just, I, as hard as it is for somebody to believe, it had gotten even worse than that. Um, I had kind of quarantined myself off in a quarter of the house because the house was huge. But I had, you know, like friends that were local. I had, you know, like I had Nikki. I had, you know, Jazz, our executive producer. Like I had a couple of people that I could be 100% honest with just trying to figure out like what the next step was going to be. If this was something that I wanted to, you know, see through to the end. I had my pastors and they were walking me through the process, like whatever it is that you want to do, of course, with support. And then it just ultimately got to the point where I was starting to become irrational, not being concerned about um, ah, not being concerned about, um, you know, like moving forward in the relationship. But I was getting so upset. I was like, I could like put this fool's hands down off in the garbage disposal because he don't use them the way they're supposed to be used anyway. And I can't (gasps) like. She's diary of a mad black woman right now. At least a journal of a mad black woman. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's for sure. So I just told him one day we got into a big like knockdown drag out and I just busted up laughing after I had yelled at him for like 20 minutes. I was like, you're going to have to get your stuff and get out of here because you're starting to turn me into a different person. You got to go. And what did he say? You're always yelling. Why are you always yelling at me? But he's looking down at me. Like, he's a tall dude. But you're looking down at me. You're always talking about me. You you don't respect me. You know, well, you got to give me something to, you got to give me something to respect. Because this is not it. So get your stuff and get up out of here. So I'll never forget, I went to, um choir rehearsal 
I went to choir rehearsal and I came back and the roommates were still here listening to all of this, like too afraid to say anything to me, never knowing whether or not I was going to blow a gasket or bake a peach cobbler. Like, and that's how irrational things had gotten. Like I would be having these full, you know, like bad, bad days where I could be in the room, like, drinking glasses of wine and crying myself to sleep or I could just be making ceviche and baking peach cobblers from scratch I prefer the latter <laughs> yeah I bet we all <laughs> but my ex-husband was so scared to eat he was like I, she's poisoning she me put, she put glass up in that mug yeah so just he, right in that he, corner he left or like that day when you told him to go or? not well, not the day that I told him to go I think he waited until there was a day that I was going to be um, gone for the majority of the time. No, I want to see you go. <laughs> no, I came home after rehearsal and all of his stuff was gone. Like no joke. All of his stuff was gone. The roommate was downstairs standing there at the door looking down at me like I don't know like I told him not to go and I was like no 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 no, no, no. I told him to go I told him to get up out of here this is fine I'll never forget as soon as I had the conversation with the roommate I um called him and I said okay so you got everything you wanted to get where's my key and he was like what do you mean where's your key I said I want you to bring my key and put it up under this mat because you will never set foot in this house again like we're through and he was like, well, wait a minute. That's not how this works. I know. Wait, how does what? How, how? This is how this works. You don't just make a decision to like take a break on marriage. No, this was it. I always tell it to Brian. We get into it and you leave. Just stay out. <laughs> just take when, what you want. When you go. Just get just, it. You know, whatever like, it is. No, that's that's that, it. That's that. So leave my key. And I, I think that the roommate they were so concerned about how I was processing things and I had you know like a great support system and I'm an awful crier you talking about like Kim K like cry like times 10,000 it's awful y'all it's ugly it's terrible but um they supported me throughout so a couple weeks had passed about a week or so I say had passed after he had left and one night the roommate the husband of the roommate had come home drunk and I'm minding my business. It was Betty Crocker day. I was feeling good in the neighborhood. I think I was making like a strawberry cream cheese pie and he comes in and he's drunk and he's just like crying and he's sobbing and he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, what are you sorry for? What are you, what are, what are you sorry for? And his wife was, she kept saying his name like, no, don't you do this. Don't you do this. And he says, I just have to tell her. I have to tell her. And she says, don't do this. Like, she's not ready. And I'm like, well, you done already started telling the story. Like, I can't oh, stand can't that. that. If you're just going to say something, you might as well just go on and say it. If you're not going to say it, then don't say it at all. So he tells me that he had borrowed my ex-husband's computer shortly before he left. Uh, something happened with his external hard drive or whatever. And he let him borrow his to, like, transfer some files or something. And he saw a file. That was kind of weird or whatever. So he clicked on it and there were a bunch of pictures, a bunch of X rated inappropriate pictures. And I was like, pictures of who he was like of him. <gasps> and I was like, with who with who? And he was like, there weren't there's nobody together. There's him. And then there's another person. And I was like, who is it? And he said, you don't know this guy. <gasps> 
Oh my God. <laughs> Hit it, day. Oh my, my God. God. <laughs> and I said, You said what? I kind of just stood there and his wife was saying, I told you to be quiet. He said, no, she deserves to know. She needs to know. She needs to know. And I'm stuck, bruh. (laughs) Like, I just don't know how to move past it. I know this story and I'm stuck still. Yeah. He said, you don't know this guy. You ever seen a real life emoji? Just imagine Anne's face. My brain is just just exploding. So run, run it back. Yeah. If you had to pinpoint a time in the seven years that you were dating, the one year that you were engaged, did you ever have any inkling that this was a part of that person's reality? I did. If I was honest, you did. I did. Um, we've done a couple of episodes, <laughs> I stuck and, y'all. And, and has hands both of face. her hands. Oh and she's gosh. got her hands yeah. up. Um, I um we talked, you know, multiple times uh about traumatic situations in a couple of the episodes previous to this. And he was a victim of some traumatic childhood experiences that shaped him as an adult. And he was honest with me, but he was not honest with himself. He was honest with me. But he was not honest with his parents. He wasn't honest with his support system besides me. He wasn't honest with the people that were holding him accountable to get help to move forward. I I don't even know. But I do know that I did know that. And it just, I don't know. I don't know why I decided to move forward. I don't, I don't know. I could tell you why. Why? Because um, he sold you a bill of goods that he had overcame that childhood experience. Mm-hmm. And he really just put it on the shelf. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, walking through ain't overcoming. Walking through is not overcoming. Say that again. Please. Yeah. Walking through ain't, o- <laughs> ain't overcoming. <laughs> walking through is not overcoming. That is definitely true. So, um, I after that, I took a day to myself. I told the people that I was comfortable telling Um, my pastors, of course, they helped walk me through. And it's still like it's a journey, like nothing happens overnight. A lot of the things that we experience and that we go through, it happens over a substantial amount of time. So we can't expect for it to be like, boop, like I wiggle my nose and I snap my fingers and then boom, I'm like holding I'm healed. No, that was a this is a. The 10 13 you know year project that has been like packed on like so unpacking it over i mean it look y'all it's been like 10 I, I don't even know i don't know how to count i don't even know how long i've been married and divorced or whatever but i still have the reaction that i just had like it's, right it's a definitely a process but i did confront him about it and me confronting him about it just to kind of see like where his head was and you know like get some type of closure like what did he say he first of all i'm gonna tell y'all i probably need some more deliverance sessions um did he say did he say yeah you're right he didn't deny it he did not deny it um he just thought it was something that it was he was going to be able to work out of his system 
Well, I mean, in a way, I feel like maybe it has to be helpful that he did open up to you and was honest about it up um, his past because I didn't you, give him a chance to lie. I mean, before. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. But I'm saying so that when you found out about it, it wasn't like, oh, well, what's wrong with me like that? That doesn't mean that I still didn't take that perspective. I mean, I thought about it for a fleeting moment. Like, bro, I can't even compete with who it is that you checking out because I don't have the same plumbing right <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that's real Whereas, and I'm, like if he never said anything though i feel like i would have well at least for me i would have been like what the heck just happened just come out you know yeah. what i'm trying to say it's yeah like, i get it yeah not a total shock factor yeah i mean it's still shocking I, i'm shocked as hell <laughs> I I'm over, my eyebrows will not go down i, really I need your glasses day <laughs> here they go <laughs> I will tell oh you. God. I will tell you what's funny is it's not funny because it, it wasn't funny even. We at the laugh time. now. No, I I'm gonna tell you that in a lot of ways I'm delivered in a not in a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways I'm not because I'm very protective over day and I don't know for sure if I've just gotten to the point now where I wouldn't put him in front of my car and run him over. Because I offered to do that. She needs to be delivered more. Oh, I <laughs> no, I really think I do because like I was just kind of like mad with myself too because i saw signs but nobody really wants to talk about it i was like oh well that's that was that's kind of odd just phrases places and i remember i don't even know if i've ever told you this mm -hmm. i remember that i have a friend in my life that we share and he, the very first time oh you did he, tell me this i did tell you yeah. the very first time he came over to the house to visit um a family member of mine he looked in your husband's face and he said, oh, hell no. Oh, hell and he no. said, it in, and, but, but this time I didn't know. I didn't even like I had not really known him at her ex-husband. But my friend said, oh, hell no. And I was like, well, what? Well, like this guy just he just came. Like, why are you being that way with him? And this is a guest in my home. And he says, no, he ain't it. And he kept saying it. And I was like, OK, but I just let it go. So evidently, he had recognized him from another life. Well, I mean, also... I and another place. But he couldn't crazy. say it. He couldn't say it. eyebrows, y'all. His eyebrows. But he was saying, oh, hell no. Wait a minute. Jasmine's eyebrows? <laughs> Jasmine, you've heard this story a million times. Not, oh, she's never so heard that. I, so I was like, oh, and I just kind of like washed it away. or Because like... People, people is really tripping y'all. <laughs> people, I'm, I'm, I'm being as careful as I can, but like you know, when people know what they know, like they cannot unknow what you, they. Well, I mean, here's 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 what like my whole thing is that like I've dated someone who had that in their past, past uh -huh. and like I mean, like I told you with the whole loved and lost thing, mm -hmm. I'm I'm like I'm not getting effed on. You know what I'm trying to say? So, well, I know what you're trying I've to had, say. I've had that conversation with many of guys. Like, yeah. you ever done anything with a guy? Are you gay? Are you bi? Like, I'm asking you straight up because I'm Oprah. Okay? Yeah. Don't ask the hard glasses, questions. glasses, no glasses. And you could get mad at me if you want to, but, but the is, matter you get, life. the more I think you gay. So <laughs> look, I'm, let's I'm just cool. get it out there. I'm cool, fam. So did you ever <clears throat> ask him the question? Hey, is this who you are is this what you've done 
you talking about after the fact or after the fact be, oh well even before because i want to know before because i asked before no i didn't um i didn't ask before because he gave me a story before but okay. that's what i'm saying like when i knew like when i asked one of them he was like well i have but it wasn't like that's what i wanted like one of my cousins one of my yeah, uncles, yeah, yeah. whatever so that, then, and that's the same situation right and so when they said it I did see like, oh, that's kind of like yeah. suspect. But then I just kind of brush it off because I'm like, it's residue from his past. Like, Ooh, this yeah. has residue. happened. See? You know what I mean? And yes. so this behavior right here is just a residue of that. Not that that's what his intention is right. to move forward. And so like in a way, I feel like it's easy to miss that kind of sign. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely green light that. Like, I, I agree. Like, I want to say I didn't No, Yeah. Yeah. I kind of compartmentalized just like what you're saying. Like it is residue from the past. Like you imagine somebody being able to do like the self work that we're doing. Like we're doing all of this like self introspective, like reflection on like making ourselves better people. Like, okay, well then he's doing the same thing. Like, or he needs to do the same thing. So he can do the same work that I'm doing. So the question is at the end of it all, Mm -hmm. would you rather have had that relationship and ended the way it did or never have had that relationship ever? I still stand firm on yes. And I will tell you why. Because I am who I am today because of that. Um, I've always been an outgoing and an outspoken person. But like being an advocate for myself was never the primary focus in the past. And now because I've experienced excuse me something as traumatic as that it makes me think for myself to protect myself to you know like just kind of shape things not in a selfish manner but you know like people have a preconceived notion to kind of put things or put people before themselves and put themselves like you mentioned on an episode before like on the back burner like, I'm not about to be settling for no baby back bull no more. Like, no. So it's made me a more outspoken person. I know what I'll tolerate. I know what I want. I know what I'll fool with. I know what I want. And I just cut straight across the field now. And I'll tell you, I'm not fooling with that today. So last question for me, because I'm still over here stuck. <laughs> Eyebrows still lifted. But uh, but the questions keep coming. Okay. Um, how did that affect your perspective on us being Christians and wives? Um, because you like said, like I was being toted around. I was the submiss- submissive wife. I was not what I wasn't being a quarrelsome. I wasn't like questioning. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that, um, it gave me an opportunity to really kind of experience what real submission is. Submission doesn't mean like be docile and not speak up. Right. And I think that's what I thought in the beginning, but over the course of time, letting life happen to me instead of me happening to life and not speaking up for myself, not in a disrespectful manner, but just as a way like, hey y'all not play i don't think that's a good idea (laughs) you know like i don't think are you sure that's something that you want to do not being combative i think that's always what i was trying to avoid as um as a woman that is a christian and a wife you know like i think that's what i thought initially like okay well 
I got to do whatever he says or I got to go. And I was already struggling with that mess in the jump it from the jump. Like, oh, Lord, you know, like, but that's that's a uh, uh, water, not even a watered down uh, definition of what's that's not it's an inaccurate I, I feel definition like of submission as Christians we should have different conversations about submission we absolutely have to uh, have honest right conversations about submission and what submission really looks assertion like assertion is not aggression right they're two different things right and a submissive person doesn't so, uh, doesn't give away their power right and I think that is what that's the mindset that people have initially when they hear the word submission that's why people get all up in arms about okay well I'm about to get married oh I'm gonna have to be submissive like no that's not really the perspective that you need to take like not with your eyes rolling in the back of your head and you know like having an attitude like about it because you think essentially like okay me being submissive is, is me giving my power away no it's that's not. not exactly that's not what it is at all and so, oh go ahead well, oh. submission to me, and I heard it somewhere. I don't even know if it was a sermon, but submission is coming up under a mission. Mm-hmm. And I realized early on in the relationship that I watched you walk through is that dude didn't know where he was going. Floundering. He didn't know where he was going. Floundering. He didn't know what he was doing, and he definitely didn't know who he was. So Makes how? Makes me want to drink a glass of so wine every time I think about it. How could you come up under his mission when he didn't even know who his identity was? And I was go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So oh, that, that's I was just I was telling one of my friends that was asking me relationship advice, and I was like, "Here's the thing." There is nothing more terrifying than trying to walk in lockstep with somebody who is not following God. Ooh. So if your person that you're marrying or the person that you have as a potential mate is not walking with God and you're dragging them, when you get married, it's going to flip. <laughs> and you're going to have to, because you're supposed to be coming up under that mission, mm-hmm. what, you got going to be um, walking through the, the desert for 40 years? Basically. You see what I mean? Yeah. I mean, during one of the the counseling sessions that um, we had, it was <laughs> probably the the most pivotal counseling sessions. Like I'm pretty, I, I put on this like tough facade. Like I'm just so, you know, tough or whatever, but I'm really just a big baby that has like a terrible, terrible <laughs> mouth. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I just remember falling apart in um, the counseling session and uh, our apostle, she was telling us, like she was telling me like, just as long as you're, you're up under the umbrella of Christ. Like y'all are both supposed to be up under the umbrella. Right. But since he doesn't want to be up under the umbrella, you stand under it and let this fool get rained on. Right. Wow. You stand firm and you'll be fine regardless of what happens and whatever happens to him. Maybe he'll get himself together and come out from getting soaked. But right now this fool is getting drenched. Don't you be the one right getting wet too right and it's like and like there's so much peace in the fact that okay like when my dad says stuff like okay he has got the biggest faith of any person i know Mm -hmm. he got that long faith 10 year 15 year faith like my faith is two day faith next month faith okay (laughs) i got two hour faith you know what i'm trying to say i'm trying to get to tomorrow faith right you know what i mean and his his faith is long so he says stuff and i'm like that ain't happening right (laughs) it always comes to pass so when he comes and puts something on the table and says it's going to happen. 
yeah, I don't think it's going to happen because that's not my faith. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm not afraid. Right. Because I know that he's hearing that from God. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be five years from now, but it's going to come to pass. Right. And you You trust that. And I trust that. And so there's so much peace in knowing that your covering is following Christ, which I feel like that's more important than love. Look, if I could get up under somebody who's following God, the love is going to come because... (laughs) But you I always love me like the Christ loved the church. <laughs> but I always did have a covering though. Your dad, my dad, mm-hmm. which I, I got mine. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder in the beginning uh, because, like this guy, like he wasn't always a kind of a way. But I think at one point he stopped walking with the Lord, and it was very clear mm-hmm. when he stopped walking with the Lord, and he he unplugged from, oh, yeah. from the source, and so like. When he unplugged, it's like, oh, yeah, you out there now, bro, but you're going to walk it alone. I I couldn't. I couldn't. So what I'm thinking about people that are that are walking through something like, well, we we plan to go on a path together and then somebody dipped off to the left. And I still got to stay on this path, even if that means I have to walk it (coughs) without you. Mm hmm. What happens to that person that's got to make the decision like I'm going to just take the L on this one. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's a reality for a lot of people. I'm going to take the L on this one. But really, is it an L? Because if you stay with God, you always win. Always win. Mm-hmm. Always come out on top. And I think that's really what I wanted to like say. Or, is that what you experienced? <coughs> because that even is- I, like now I'm saying to you, like, okay, so are you ready? Are you ready, Day? Are you ready to get out there again? Are you ready to get your feet wet in the pool of love? Oh, you yay. made me love oh, you. Go. Are you I ready? I didn't want to do it. I think I it may be time for it. me to dip myself if, out. Yeah, in. if you if you saying that you'd rather to have loved, then I think that um, it's time for us to start talking about it. Yeah, um, I agree. I think that it is time for me to kind of put myself out there. And I know that I have, you know, much more to give than I've given in the past relationship that I've been in. And because of who I am now and because of the way that the past relationship regarding, you know, like romance and love and marriage, how it shaped who I am today, it's made me a better person. So I will find the love of my life. So I guess. So what are we gonna do about it? I guess. Should we all just start calling people? Do we think that? <laughs> oh my uh, god, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna drag me on dates. I'm getting I'm getting a strategic plan together, guys. I'm sure a couple family members probably got some people. No, but my this god. has really been this has really been fun <laughs> journeying through the Purpose Pack show and just walking our our life. This season has been amazing. Yes, it has. We I thought we fun. were gonna sit around and just talk about just any and everything, and we did. We did. And it's been a wonderful experience. And so um, we're wrapping up this season. We are really grateful for the love that we have in our friendships and our lives. Absolutely. Life. Um, and uh, next season, guys, we're going to find love for day. Oh, boy. Are you ready? I'm ready. And my <laughs> the executive producer is over here dancing. So I guess she's ready, too. <laughs> we're all strapped in and buckled up. Yeah. So, guys, come back next season and um, hang with us at the Purpose Pack. And how will they be able to find us? Uh, you can find us on instagram at the purpose pack show and also on facebook as the same the purpose pack show i am day so you can find me on instagram as daffy's cutie pie d-a-f-f-y-s-q-t-p-i-e and on facebook dejana antoine i am nicole archery on instagram and 
Facebook. You can also follow me on the key. Me and my sugar, we sing a little bit. Ooh, and so yeah. follow us. And uh, and I am Anne, as usual. Mm-hmm. You can find me on YouTube at Son of a Mitch or on... <laughs> cracks me up every time. <laughs> or on Instagram at Straight Up Mitch. And don't forget to go on iTunes and rate our podcast Please. a five. Please rate us as a five. Tell us what you think about our show. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.